Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every day for just a short time, about 13 minutes. But in doing that, that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, as we keep emphasizing Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. But it also helps us to stay focused on a relationship with God focused on our souls, to have a more spiritual, positive mindset, to be able to deal with life in general, and particularly with what the day throws at us that day. Now, you know people in your life who need to change their focus, don't you? They need to start thinking about their souls, about their relationship with God. Help them to do that by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but share these studies with them. Make up your mind to do that with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven by sharing these studies with them. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind, make that commitment and follow through and start sharing today. We're going to get back to our line of thought and study, asking the question, how can I come back to the Lord? Well, when we looked at the introductory material, so to speak, on this, last time we simply talked about, we emphasized how the scriptures repeatedly identified Jesus as being our Savior. He came into this world in physical form from the throne room in heaven to be our Savior, to offer forgiveness and salvation through him as we come to God through Jesus as our Savior. Luke 19 and verse 10, Jesus said, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. In Romans 3 verses 9 and 10, the Apostle Paul stated that we are all under sin. There is none righteous, no, not one. In verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and therefore every single one of us needs forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Romans 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death. We die physically because of sin going all the way back to the garden. That was one of the consequences of mankind entering into sin, physical death. But spiritual death is also a far worse reality. Spiritual death being separation from God. Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. But now, the rest of that verse in Romans 6 and verse 23 says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's why Jesus came into this world to offer us the gift of eternal life through him. Jesus is the only way to God. Romans 14, I'm sorry, John 14 and verse six. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And he is the only savior. Acts 4 and verse 12. Nor is there salvation in any other. Jesus is the Savior. God sent him to the cross specifically as the Savior, the perfect 
pure, sinless offering in the very person of the Son of God in physical form, dying on that cross. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10. You think what a predicament mankind was in without Christ. Now, God had instituted the law of Moses in Old Testament times for the Israelites, and he allowed animal sacrifices to be offered, but those animal sacrifices were insufficient, ultimately, to be the atonement or the proper offering to remove the guilt of the sins of mankind, because animals are lower than man. When you look at Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 1, the Hebrews writer wrote, For the law, the law having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices, that is, animal sacrifices, which they offer continually year by year, make those who approach perfect. For then they would not have, for, for then would they have not ceased to be offered? Why did they have to re-offer the sacrifices every single year over and over again? Because they were insufficient. They were insufficient. Now, did God forgive them of their sins when those animals were offered in sacrifice to God? Yes. But in prospect of God's plan to send the, to send the ultimate sacrifice in the person of his son, who would die on that cross. Verse 2, we go on, for the worshipers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sin if those animal sacrifices were totally sufficient. But they were kind of a substitute, a, a looking ahead, as we read in verse 1 of chapter 10, a shadow of what God had planned as the ultimate sacrifice. In those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Not truly, not completely. They were simply kind of, well, as, as we read in verse 1 of chapter 10, a shadow of what God had planned through the person of his son, Jesus Christ. And so verse 10 of Hebrews chapter 10 by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And if we go back to the second chapter of Hebrews and we look at verse 9, we see Jesus who is made a little lower than the angels in that he took human form for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone, for everyone. How blessed we are to have God who loves us so much that he was willing to do what we could not do on our own, in and of ourselves, by ourselves. And that, it was, that is, he made the way for us to be forgiven of our sins by sending Jesus to that cross to pay the price the one-time-for-all-time sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. And so Jesus, in his ministry on this earth, 
he extended the invitation to come to him for that forgiveness and sacrifice, or for that forgiveness and salvation. Come to him as the Savior. Through him we can come to God. Again, he is the only way, John 14 and verse 6, to God. In Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus offers us the rest of forgiveness, the spiritual rest of knowing that we have been forgiven, that we have come to him for salvation through the blood that he shed on the cross, surrendering to him as we repent of our sins and confess our faith in him and are buried with him in the waters of baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross for us will cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. Acts 22 and verse 16. Oh my, how blessed we are to have God who loves us so much. Jesus, the Son of God, who loves us so much that he willingly went to that cross to die as the sacrifice for our sins. Well, Jesus calls all to him, all to him. How can I come to the Lord? Now, that's not the primary question in this particular line of thought and study. We're asking the question, how can I come back to the Lord? Jesus offers that invitation. Come to me. I will give you rest. Learn from me. You will find rest for your souls. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding, knowing that I have been forgiven, that I have been saved through Jesus Christ as I came to him in faithful obedience and surrender, being baptized into him for the remission of my sins. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Well, how do I come to the Lord? In absolute faith. Recognizing him as God's Son and my Lord and Savior. Jesus said, if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. John 8 and verse 24. I must come to him in humble recognition and willingness to repent of my sins, recognizing and admitting openly, I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. I'm ready to repent. And that's exactly what Jesus said we must be ready to do. In Luke 13 and verse 3, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. I need to be ready to openly confess my faith in him as God's son and my Lord and Savior with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, Romans 10 and verse 9. I need to be ready to be baptized into Christ. Surrender to him in obedience, at which point I will be forgiven of my sins through the blood he shed on the cross. On Pentecost, when many of those Jews gathered, asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. Peter responded, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ 
for the remission of sins. Acts 2 and verse 38. When the Lord sent Ananias, a Christian man, to teach Saul of Tarsus the gospel of Christ, he concluded by saying, Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of Christ. Jesus told the apostles, He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. That's how I need to come to the Lord. In faithful recognition, admission that I'm a sinner. Jesus is my Savior. I believe him with all of my heart to be the Son of God and my Savior. And I'm ready to repent of my sins, openly confess my faith in him, and humble and, and surrender in humble obedience, being baptized into him for the remission of my sins. And then I need to also come to him ready to be committed to live faithfully before him for the rest of my life on this earth. Revelation 2 and verse 10, Jesus said, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Now what about those people, though, who have come to Jesus, and then they have strayed away? And there's our question for this study. How can I come back to the Lord? We'll talk about that next time. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for loving us so much and being so patient with us to give us time to come to our senses and come to you through Jesus Christ in your way. Help us to follow that path. Guide us in it, please. We pray for your forgiveness, for your forgiveness, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.